Hey girlies, I'm Jessica. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to the Game Day Girlies. Oh my gosh. Hello, Game Day Girlies. Welcome <laughs> back to another episode and what an episode it will be Oof. because we have officially got through championship week and the committee has has Spoken. laid they have laid the groundwork they laid the bricks and we're going to talk all about it T. <laughs> All right. So obviously I have I'm gonna be on my soapbox today. So I'm gonna just like mentally prepare everybody. But before we even get into the soapbox, let's mm-hmm. review the winners of last week. And I'm gonna run through this really quick because we, we got some, to get to we, get we have some discussions. <laughs> so um we had our six, we did six or seven seven games last week Mm -hmm. um so the winners of the conference championship so conference usa liberty pulled it out that was a tight game so it was was a good game though yeah i was was like into it yeah it was a really good game so liberty pulled it out stayed undefeated so good for y'all pac 12 washington pulled it out another Mm. close game but they found a way to win big 12 Texas dominated. Y'all look good. So clap, clap, mm-hmm. bravo. SEC championship, Alabama pulled it out. So, the upset. The upset. And the start Georgia. of chaos. And the start of chaos. <laughs> um, so congratulations, Alabama. The AAC, since I messed that up last week. SMU pulled it out over Tulane, so that was also an upset. And shout out to SMU. Y'all are coming to the ACC next year, so way to enter with a big win. Big 10, Michigan dominated over Iowa, which we all knew. I was just being facetious. And then last (laughs) but not least, the ACC championship with Florida State coming out on top. Barely. So so that is (laughs) the recap of last week. Um, If you want to see the scores and stuff, go to ESPN.com. Right. We don't have time today. We're not (laughs) doing it. (laughs) It is. uh, Okay. And before we really get into it, into it, into it, Mm -hmm. um, we have a couple of, as we know, this is the, like, last of the quote-unquote regular season so um now we head into bowls and um this is usually where we see a little bit of movement with the transfer portal and mm-hmm. people either one um deciding they want to transfer or two declaring for the draft and essentially um opting not to participate in their bowl game so um we have two pretty like notable quarterbacks that have decided to enter the transfer portal um, Kyle McCord, the quarterback from Ohio State, and Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback from Oklahoma, have decided mm-hmm. to transfer or to take their shot at potentially transferring. Yeah. So, um, obviously, these are two like pretty 
big programs, like a, a lot of hype around them. Obviously, Ohio State was right in the top four all season. Um, and then Oklahoma had a big win over Texas, and then they're moving into the SEC next year. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very interesting to see how that shakes up. And I'm honestly very it's kind of shocking to me that Dylan Gabriel is deciding to transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah. as these entering the the SEC. He's one more year of eligibility. So I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe I don't know your like Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. But also just a fun one that I wanna say, uh, DJ, we see you. Oh yes. Re- but, re- yes. But I think also his coach is going to Michigan State. Yeah. The Oregon State coach is going to Michigan yeah. State. So I would so assume there that he would go he would leave Oregon State and go to Michigan State Michigan to follow State. his coach. So we'll see. But we'll see. that was I just did a little chuckle at that one. I said it to you and you're again, <laughs> again, because like, buddy, but I'm not mad because y'all, the Pac-12 is, I mean, after so. 100%, I so, 100% think that I'm this is the right that. move for him. Yeah, I'm yes, not mad at that. him. All right. <laughs> so lastly here, based upon our, the weekend of chaos. Mm-hmm. So the college football playoff committee has spoken and has put in their top four teams that will participate in the playoff the way that it mm-hmm. shook out this season was number one went to michigan uh-huh. number two went to washington <laughs> number three went to texas and four alabama uh-huh. so the undefeated acc champion florida state has been left out of the playoff this year uh-huh. now based on the committee's um pecking order <laughs> the, the what they are supposed to do is put the four best teams in the comp in the in the country in uh-huh. this playoff and in my opinion <laughs> they got it right now, it does not mean that Florida State was not deserving uh-huh. of being in the playoff, but they are, the committee is allowed to take into account player availability and injury into their decision, which is uh-huh. what they did in this case with Jordan Travis being unavailable due to injury um, to play for the rest of the season. Now, I know, uh-huh. Jess, you have a different take. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear it. So we'd all love to hear it. I want to first, but start off by saying congratulations to the four teams that made it. You know, I feel like congratulations. Um. <laughs> so here's my thing. Yes, quote unquote. It's or I'm not even gonna say quote unquote. That's what they're supposed to do. Put the four best teams in the conference. I feel like the word best subjective that's the word that means opinion right I always get this yes too. it's yes it's, it's, it is very subjective. subjective so what they say we're not supposed to look at the eye test we're not supposed to look at past performance um like of years past it's supposed years to be past. how you look um this season how we performed this season are you the best team this season okay with that said I do not think 
Alabama should have been in the top four. No tea, no shade to Alabama. I know that's your team, Rachel. No tea, no shade. But in general, this season, I feel like the committee has set a precedent that being in the SEC is more important than anything else. It trumps everything else. And more specifically, being at Alabama, because the conversation wasn't even should should it be Texas, Alabama, or Florida State? It was really, how do we get Alabama in? Because had Alabama lost the game to Georgia, it would have undoubtedly been Georgia, Washington, Michigan, and like everything else stayed the same. Georgia, Washington. I don't necessarily. Michigan. I do. I do. Because all the analytics, everybody, even the committee chair was like, if it like shakes out this way, like these are the people that are going to be it. It's been said. All the commentators, all the analytics, everything had had Alabama lost, mind you, and everything mm-hmm. else shook out the way it shook out. It would have been those four, the same four that it's so been. So Florida State would be out. Florida, still. No, Florida State would have been in. Like Florida I think State that Florida been State wasn't going to make it in regardless. No, and I that's do. my. I think that. Well, one. I think mm-hmm. that Florida State wasn't going to make it in because of Jordan Travis's um, mm-hmm. um, injury. And mm-hmm. I, while this is probably a hot take for some people, mm-hmm. we college football could not afford another TCU Georgia. Okay. Also, which is I what it was up. going to turn into. I want to bring I, that up. No, 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 just, no. no. I want to bring that up. Two things on that. One, everybody loves to say TCU, Georgia. TCU beat Michigan. They weren't supposed to beat Michigan. In the semifinals, they beat Michigan. So, like, you can't say that TCU wasn't deserving to fight because they beat a Power 5 big team that they just thought was going to blow them out. They didn't. They won. So then they get to the finals. Yes, it was a blowout. However, let's not discount the fact that they beat Power 5 Big Ten Michigan in the semifinals. That's one. Two, you can't say that a team with the backup quarterback can't win because Ohio State did it a few years past. Like with their, I think it was their third string or maybe second string quarterback, they won the national championship. So you can't Mm -hmm. say that a team with the backup quarterback can't win because there are other ways to win a game. I agree with you. You cannot score at all on offense. What I did see in that ACC, what I did see um, in that ACC game was not pretty. Like, honestly, from either side, Louisville didn't play well, which did Mm -hmm. not help, like, FSUs. Like, it just, to me, it was just like, this is not playoff football to me. They didn't play well because the defense shut them down. They weren't able to play well. They weren't able to run their offense. They weren't able to be efficient because FSU has a defensive caliber. I mean, it has a defense caliber team. Like, their defense is... Championship caliber. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Like, so they I, shut I don't disagree down. with you. Yes. So then, back if you to... can't do anything on, on offense, baby, we are in trouble. No, that's not true. Clemson proved, I'm going to just throw that out there, proved the week before in rivalry week that you don't need to score on offense to win a game. We won. We won on defense. <laughs> now, Jess. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. And other teams have done it, too. You cannot score on offense and still win a game. It's possible if your yes, defense it is possible. stands up. If your defense stands up to the task. And I do believe that Washington's defense. So, anyway, going back to it. Like, the whole thing, as I was saying, the whole thing is that 
that everybody wanted an SEC team in there. That was all it really was. That's all it was. Can you have a, a college football championship without SEC? Yes. Why? Because college football is not the SEC. It's really not. And honestly, the SEC has underperformed this year. And if we're looking at conferences comparatively this season, the SEC, like, performed the worst out of all Power Five conferences in conference or non-conference matchups they're the least they have the most non-bowl eligible teams this season so clap clap bravo alabama's the top of the worst power five conference and on the the worst power five conference this season this season this season we have to we also have to let's bring it back because Alabama, everybody had Georgia as number one. Even you had Georgia as number one. I did. Mm -hmm. And Alabama beat the number one team. And Mm -hmm. as as recorded by the majority of college football fans, Mm -hmm. there's no way that the number one team can go down and you don't put the team that beat them in. Okay. Here's my thing. One Yes, I had Georgia number one because they continued to win throughout this season. There's no reason to put the reigning two-time national championship anything below one. If below but, one, if they if they are continuing to win, like I disagree so they, with that. No, no, no. When they start the when they start the rankings, it is based on last season. A lot of it is based on last season. Yes. A lot of it has to do with like recruiting, all of that. So at the start, you're number one. They were number one because they won. To me. They continue to play. They continue to win. There's no reason to drop them at that point based on how they were performing throughout the season. That's me. However, their strength of record or their strength of schedule, strength of record was strength of schedule was only a few notches above Florida State. Strength of record was below Florida State, below Texas, below, I believe, Alabama as well. So to me, only because they beat because of who they lost to, but also Florida State's strength of schedule was the worst out of all six. It was, but Georgia's was only so much higher. So then to say Alabama beat the number one team. Yeah, y'all beat a number one team that didn't play anybody. They didn't have any challenges. So really, are you the best? You're the best. And also then you can say that Florida State didn't play anybody either. Like, but then there's that point. No, like to me, yeah, your like, strength of record is only as good as your strength of schedule. If you have a terrible strength of schedule, then your strength of record better be um, up there. Say, like you better, you, you better win all your then games. Also, what is the strength of schedule based on the SEC? Because you keep dom- saying the SEC is the strongest conference. Why are they the strongest conference? They out, they were outperformed this season. Yeah, I mean your all- strength of schedule. I think your strength of schedule is based upon like who you're playing and where where you're yes. where you're playing, and then where the other teams that you're playing are in the rankings. Right, but what is that's what I'm saying? Like, what are we basing that off of? Like, who when they rank that? Why are they? Why is the SEC? like such higher because it's the sec like their sec teams are playing sec teams they're ranking them higher because quote they're the sec because, they, because there are five teams in the top 15 and from the sec of course like if we're saying that five of the top of or getting one third of the mm-hmm. top 15 teams are from one conference Mm-hmm. How can we? You know, for the record, for the record, I just mm-hmm. want to put this out there before we before we go any further. Mm-hmm. I feel as an athlete, like as a former student athlete, I feel mm-hmm. really freaking terrible for Florida State's players, mm-hmm. coaches, fans, families. Like 
Mm-hmm. To do everything that you were asked of, to win every game, to kind of overcome all of the of the hurdles on your third string quarterback and still come out to win. I want it to be very, very clear that mm-hmm. I, Rachel Victoria Johnson, feel very the badly for I'll get my government. I feel very badly for this team. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that they deserved deserved to be in the playoffs mm-hmm. it's very different than do i believe mm-hmm. because it is subjective that they were the one of the four best teams that they were going to be play being able to play at the that level of the four best mm-hmm. teams for the playoff this is mm-hmm. my opinion okay so, so it's we'll your start. point that's now that to we're your, clear in there right but to your point five uh, out of the top 25 or whatever are from the sec Top 15. Right. Top okay. 15. Okay. Top 15. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. But top 25. <laughs> in the top 25, there are four ACC and then your Notre Dame there who has pretty much an ACC schedule. So five okay. to top 25. It's a top conference. Like, it's a strong conference. And to say that the top performing, so ACC alone outplayed SEC and head-to-head matchups outplayed Big Ten in head-to-head matchups. Florida State is the undefeated in that conference, the champions of that conference. And y'all are literally, they have, like, what is the word I'm trying? They have penalized a whole team. This is not a team. Like, if this was a player sport, then sure, they shouldn't be in there. But it's not. It's a team sport. The whole team has to find a way to win. They found a way to win with not their second, with not only their second string, but their third string. Alabama couldn't do it with their first string. They couldn't stay undefeated with their first string. Texas couldn't stay undefeated with their first string this season. You can't say you're the best if you're not winning the games throughout the season. Like, so now that we're basing it off of two games, that's not fair to the whole team. You're not quote-unquote the best if that's the case then at the end of the season then everybody just needs to be like we're here pick us like what was the point in playing games what was the point in playing the 13 rest of the games what was the point in playing the 12 rest of the games mm-hmm. and some people's who didn't play case whatever but because Ohio State was still trying to get in there but what was the point in playing those 13 games to say I'm the best I came out on top I won 13 and 0 in a conference that has outperformed the rest of the power five I have come out on top in a conference with my second string quarterback and going to an SEC environment to win with my second string quarterback I played against a top 25 top 15 team with my third string quarterback and still won. You can't say that that team is not only deserving, but one of the best teams to play in the conference and not because they only earned it, but because they continue to prove themselves time and time again over adversity. And honestly, I would even challenge to say that Florida State's defense could outplay any Pac-12 team, including Washington, who was ranked number two, because they don't play defense in their conference. Washington specifically, their defense is kind of trash. And Michael Penix, like no shade to him because I think he's a great quarterback, but their offense hasn't really been challenged in that way defensively. So had they been, I don't know that they would have been undefeated this season. So it's like, what are we really basing it off of? You're basing it off of because you want an SEC team in there. Period. Well, but they won't say that. They won't say that. (laughs) People won't say that. (laughs) Well, I... Again, 
<laughs> like all of everything what you've said is valid and i spent like all weekend listening to like the commentators and listening mm-hmm. to kind of the arguments back and forth and i'm sure you did too jess mm-hmm. and i think that there are valid arguments on on both sides and of course of course i'm biased because my team is in and right it's like <laughs> funny because like everybody's like uh, up in arms and i'm like well can't hear you from outside the club but i mean <laughs> it is what it is and not just you know me being me but i do I, I hear everything that you're saying and as a like person that played a team sport i get what like i get what they're saying and we all know that well i mean i hope we all know that this system is flawed and the entire point or the what we're trying to achieve with this 12 team playoff mm-hmm. is greater accessibility to the national championship like period mm-hmm. point blank also and not to even throw this in even more but the <laughs> ACC commissioner voted against the expansion taking place this year so mm-hmm. There was an option for the 12 team playoff to to take place this year instead of next year. And it, it was ACC and the Pac-12 and I think one other conference, group of five conference that they were like, no, it needs to wait. Which mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the outrage from the ACC is very annoying because like you didn't advocate for your team in the first place. So let's, you could have had two teams in. Mm-hmm. potentially with like louisville and so mm-hmm. we i think acknowledge that like this system is flawed there's certainly ways that need to be or things that need to be reconsidered or like maybe more specifically spelled out and how we're picking teams mm-hmm. but and maybe it goes to like an nfl type of setup where we are making sure that like everything's kind of like computerized there's not a committee there's not a group of mm-hmm. people that have very subjective opinions um and that have ties to these yeah. different schools conferences regions etc so with all that said okay. that's that i do hope because you know georgia and florida state are supposed to play and the mm-hmm. uh the goodyear bowl is that what it is i'll say the orange bowl. bowl the orange, orange bowl, bowl sorry mm-hmm. um and I hope that there uh, that every both teams put mm-hmm. their best foot forward, um, mm-hmm. and that way we can really see like because I think this is certainly a matchup that people want are gonna want to see like yeah. that. And a lot of SEC fans are like, "Well, now you guys got what you wanted." It's like, "Well, no, you didn't really get what you wanted. You want to play for a national championship, but mm-hmm. here we are." And yeah. I think that if both teams put their best foot forward, then we're going to see how it shakes out. Right. So in that they are to that point, they are expected, they being Florida State, to have their second string. So Tate, some Ronna Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He should, is expected to be back. So as second string, he would be like next man up anyway. So I am excited to see with like a month of, um, running schemes, practice, all of that, like what he is able to do with a defense caliber that is Florida State's. Um, I think it will be a really good game. I do. I'm like really disappointed. And for them, I felt really bad, like seeing 
the reactions. It always makes me want to tear up when I see grown men cry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but these are babies too. So I'm like, oh my God. It's like my brother. No, you know, but like. I know. It was so sad watching it. But also, did you, yeah. watch, did you watch Michigan react to Alabama getting in? I did. I did. They were very much upset. They did not. They Michigan mm-hmm. does not want to play Alabama. Like, period. Yeah. It was very clear. Well, I don't think, I think whoever Michigan played, they would have choked like they did last year with TCU. So to me, it's just like, whatever. I could have been anybody. I mean, there. they definitely wanted been, to play Florida State. It could have been Liberty there, and I still think they would have choked. So that's neither here nor there. Um, but I am disappointed with the committee. I feel like they really fumbled the bag on this one. I feel like not only did they slight, like, FSU as a team, they slighted the ACC as a conference who has performed very well this season. Um, And then also kind of transitioning into our next kind of segment, if Jordan Travis is so integral to this team that they just possibly cannot win without him out there, then why is he not invited on Saturday? For the Heisman. Or, yes, for the Heisman. Why is he not a big contender for Saturday? So now you are sliding a team, you're sliding a coaching staff, you're sliding a fan base. And on top of that, you're sliding someone by hyping him up. You're kind of slapping him in the face, too, by saying, oh, you're this great person that they can't possibly win without you. Da da da, blah, 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 la, la, la. But I'm not at the Heisman ceremony. So it's all a bunch of malarkey and bananas. Um, <laughs> just say y'all wanted an SEC team in there and be done because that's what it was. But as we do transition um, out of the CFP recap, we will talk about Heisman Saturday, the ceremony, which is going to be this Saturday. What is that date? The 10th? It, the the 9th. 9th. Oh my god! I can't believe. First off, it's December. It's yeah. very, very. Tis crazy. the season. I hope y'all start your Christmas shopping. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, with those, but yes, no black be deals. I know. I was like twenty percent off. That's um, not that's enough. Crazy. Where's the rest? My weekly coupons. My weekly coupons are more than that. Exactly. I just checked my email already <laughs> and get twenty percent off. I don't know what you're talking about. Black Friday. That is that is no, 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 Trip no. Him. Um, uh, but yeah, but so, as of right now, it's very interesting because, uh, so as of after all of the games and wildness that's happened, the top three okay. candidates are, um, for the Heisman are Jaden Daniels from LSU, mm-hmm. Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, and Bo Nix from Oregon. So mm-hmm. after the Pac 12 game is when Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix both kind of plummeted. I, I don't want to say plummeted, but however, how in some ways on how Jaden Daniels bumped up and is now the front runner um, mm-hmm. after all the games on Saturday. So, I mean, two of these or one of these quarterbacks are going to be playing in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them has, uh, is like 25 years old. <laughs> and one of them, <laughs> and then one of them, um, 
team had a pretty like average s mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. so i mean like we said this is not um this this is an individual award yes this is the um, this is the player selection so not the team sport this is all about me yes mm-hmm. and i'm sorry bo next is 23 whatever okay. i'm still too old but whatever. still needs to be in the nfl <laughs> Period. Or or clocking somebody or punching in somebody's clock. Somebody he needs to be out earning a salary, <laughs> direct deposited somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, um, <sighs> you know, okay, my boyfriend Jordan, he went to LSU, whatever, and so mm-hmm. he is very much like Jaden. Jaden has, has yeah. been Jaden all year, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have to hop on the bandwagon. I think that whenever you're, like, looking at stats, like, mm-hmm. and I am not entirely sure, like, maybe I should have looked at that before, but I'm not entirely sure what the, like, criteria is. But if you were to, like, put the resumes next to each other, Jaden is very clearly, like, has the best stats. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the, obviously, like, total season types of stats are... um harder because both Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. had an extra game um, Mm -hmm. with playing for their conference championship. So that is that. But I really do think that it'll either be a toss up between Jaden and um, Michael Penix Mm -hmm. Jr. from Washington. So So here's my thing. Um, one, who's the fourth person? Because they invite four people. So who it's, is? Well, also, it's very weird because it's <laughs> kind of going back and forth. The fourth person right now is Jalen Milrow from Alabama. Uh, interesting. Which I I know might feel shocking, but I don't agree with. <laughs> yeah. I think he just like, he's he has had a lot of developing to do. I, I wouldn't call him the yeah. best player in college football right now. Yeah. I don't know. That's Okay. Um, so my, that was just, that was just like a <laughs> random said, question. Okay. <laughs> that was just a random question. Like, I don't know who the fourth is. Like they invite four. So who's the fourth? Because we're right, talking right. about three. Um, there's no way in God's green earth that Bo Nick should win over any of the two. So I agree. It should be, um, between Jane and Daniels and Michael Penix. And I agree. I think Jane and Daniels has really performed very well this season despite his team schedule or in spite of his team schedule like even looking at last year USC's Caleb Williams he won and their um, team had a similar schedule I think they lost three or four games so because this is an individual award you are looking at your stats um, how you perform and his numbers are crazy like they're so good that Mm -hmm. there's to me there's no way not to pick him um but I could see like the committee like looking into or who at the Heisman committee I don't know looking at it as um well Washington made it here to this so I don't know and maybe even comparatively speaking like they'd be the other high-ranked highly touted um Heisman candidate twice head-to-head so there are probably some other factors that they're looking at to kind of determine like who is the best candidate, but Kirk Herbstreet, which 
he is truly like one of my favorite commentators. Oh my god, I love Kirk. I love Kirk. He's He's like the best. He's like non-biased when he does give his opinion. Like he gives it all facts. I'm just going on this tangent now because I do love Kirk. I think he's amazing. Plus, his sons played at Clemson. But anyway, um, love Kirk. But anyway, he is on the Heisman committee, and he said that he would be picking. I mean, obviously, it's not just his vote, but he said he would be picking Jaden. So I think. I think it's going to be Jaden on Saturday. I think he's earned it. And give him his give him his flowers. Yeah, give him his flowers. Um, yeah, I jokingly one day, like, Jordan was like, if I, if Jaden wins, can I come on the podcast? This is, like, week two. It's a girly like, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I was like, never, I was thinking, like, they had just lost the Florida State. Like, they were struggling. But I was like, it'll never happen. Sure, you can come on the podcast. And I'm like, ooh. He was like, oh, no, no, no. We'll just take a picture of you and post you on Instagram. You can't. This is for the girlies only. Exactly. Exactly. This is for the girlies. Yes. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I'm excited to. I'm Either way, I'm very excited for these young men. And I think Jaden it would be really great to, for him to go out with a bang at LSU. Yeah. Um, I mean, Brian Kelly is, has done a, a good job there. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, Jaden gets what he deserves. Yes. Um, if he, if it can't be, you know, a new year's six bowl and hopefully it's a Heisman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so You get what we'll you get. See. Exactly. <laughs> exactly but um as of today we have just all of the bowl games have just kind of started rolling out and we are really one like I'm so like thankful for everyone that has kind of like taken this journey with us through this season like our first season it's been like so much fun and there's like nothing more that I love to do is like sit here and talk with Jess about college football and like just all the things that we love to talk about literally you guys are like this is our couch conversation yeah like, y'all are just in, in with our, us like I on the couch You're exactly oh it's just so much fun and I'm really excited for the rest of this postseason but um our final kind of records for um, the regular season. I, Rachel, went four and three last week. We're an overall record of um, 42, or sorry, 43 and 15. And Jess, you also went four and three this week to improve for a record of 38 and 20. So bravo to both of us. I know this is, we are winning. We have winning records this season. So super exciting but like we said we have some bowl games coming up and we are going to take a little bit of a holiday break but on our social media we will be picking all of our um all of our favorite bowls and teams and we will would love for you guys to keep interacting with us and then we'll kind of have i'll let jess kind of talk about what we're going to do for the rest of the season yeah, so after our holiday break, we will come back in the new year. We will do a 
different release days. So I don't think we've quite decided what we're going to do. Yeah. But it won't well, be actually, on... it'll be but technically like right before the new year since we'll, we'll have an episode for you guys yeah, right, right before, before the new year. The new year six bowls and the to, playoff. Yes. To kind of wrap up the pre new year six bowls, um, um, give you a wrap up of that and then take us into the new year for um, the new year six bowls and then. After that, we will have one more episode for the Natty. The so Natty. We will obviously keep you guys updated on when we'll post since it will be out of cadence. Um, so look out on our Instagrams. And yeah, but I want to ditto everything Rachel said. It has been such a fun season talking with you guys and letting you guys in in our brains and i can't <laughs> wait for the rest of our episodes because we're not done yet don't yeah. don't count us out yet but ready for the rest of our season and then also season two where i know is more growth more content um it's only up from here baby i know so. It'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll have like the combines happening and drafts. So, like, and college football never stops. It never stops. Yeah. We love it here. We love it here. <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone. We look forward to looking at your, uh, to seeing your picks on our social media. Keep engaging, liking, messaging, uh, et cetera. And we will see you. Um, closer to the new year. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yes. Whatever yeah. you celebrate, we love that. <laughs> happy, happy holidays to you all. And we will see you later. All right. Bye, Game Day Girlies. <laughs> <laughs>